What is going on, guys? Thank you for joining me again today. You're here. It's the BA Fitcast. I'm your host, Brandon Anglin, the owner of BA Fitness in Orange County. I'm super excited. It's been a while. I've got my brother, Tyler Studer, in the house with me. Well, that's poppy. I'm, uh, we're going to talk about what's been going on with our lives. We're going to talk about what's been going on with our clients' lives, and we're just going to chit-chat for a little bit. So you guys sit back, hang tight, and enjoy the episode. Tyler, how you doing, brother? I'm pretty chilling, man. Just been a, a beautiful Sunday out here watching some football and everything. Yeah, right on. Who's your team? I'm a Packers fan. Die hard. Oh, okay. I, I actually don't really watch football anymore. I feel like I played it my entire life growing up, and I watched it when I was younger, and like, I just can't do it anymore. It's just too much to keep up with. I get See, too excited. I'm just getting into it. I've never been a big fan of TV or anything. I've always just been an outdoor, do my thing outside, or be at the gym kind of person. Okay. But uh, more recently, uh, my girlfriend's big into uh, watching football, or, or she's a big Packers fan too, so we're both kind of just like, all right, let's uh, sit down on the Sundays and relax and uh, watch football. So so how'd you become a Packers fan? Uh, is it like a recent thing or a lifelong thing? No, it's actually, uh, let's see, I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, and I was at my homie, uh, my, friend's Noah, my friend Noah's house actually, and uh, I opened, I bought a pack of player cards, you know, like the old mm-hmm. NFL cards, and right. uh, I opened up the pack, the first card. Um, it was Brett Favre, and it was uh, it was like an OG Packers card, and it was like a collectible card, and I was like, all right, I'm a Packers fan that day. And then uh, my homie was a Packers fan too, and me and him were just like, oh, it's like talking about Packers, and his dad was a Packers fan. I was like, all right, so I'm a Packers fan now. And uh, ever since then, I've just been a huge Packers fan. That's uh, that's like right before they started doing really, really well. And then right. like as they started winning, I was like, yeah, yeah, I started flexing a little more. <laughs> You're and like, then, okay, uh, cool. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I hopped I picked, on this I team. I picked the right one at that right time. So right, right. it just worked out for me. Kind of. Very, very cool. Uh, I, I would consider myself a Rams fan, honestly, okay, but I don't know. Fair. I don't know necessarily if I'm like a big Ram. I'm a Rams fan because they're in LA now, and like I, <laughs> I just want to have a team that's near me. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I don't. I don't really care, honestly. I really, honestly, I would love to go to a Packers game sometime, uh, either out here or in Wisconsin. So uh, I don't know. We'll see in the in the near future. Uh, that might be a trip that. Uh, I uh, look forward to I think that'd be super cool to go to a Packers game at their home stadium. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably an experience. See all the cheese heads. That's an experience you like. You would get something from. You wouldn't just go and be like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, the thing is, is that, man, those tickets are – you'd be surprised to see how, like, expensive they are. It's pretty crazy, but uh, I think it'll be well worth it. So when I decide to do it uh, – I'll be sure to take lots of pictures and uh, brag about it in front yeah, of you. Yeah, and, and doing things like that's super super easy these days. Like you, like I just caught a flight for sixty nine dollars to go to Utah. So, the yeah, heck? flights are super cheap out there if you fi- if you look for them um, for a while and you like know how to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely show me the secrets. It, it's pretty simple. You go to this really cool page called Google. Oh, type dang. in flights and it'll take you to Google Flights. I've heard about this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, going off of that, you you just came back from a. Uh, a nice old vacation. Will you tell us a little bit? I think you you went hunting and yeah. you went to Vegas. You went to the Olympia, I believe. Will you, I, yeah, I mean, sorta, kinda. <laughs> I mean, you haven't really talked to me too much about it, so I mean, I want, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I've been so busy coming back from being on such a long vacation. Mm-hmm. I was gone for almost two weeks from my clients and you guys, and so coming back, I've been so busy. I've been you know catching people up. I've been doing makeup sessions and cons- um, the consults that I received when I'm gone, and it's been crazy. You know, I'm finally today's. You know, it's actually one week past that and I'm finally just catching up 
me and my girlfriend, we got to do all of our grocery shopping for the week today. We got to do all like the big Get things. back in the flow of things. Yeah, so I I'm totally super happy. That. I'm happy because I can be back in my rhythm. I can be back into <coughs> a routine. You know, it's not like a exact routine, but it's my routine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I have my schedule. Um, just because me personally, being gone for two weeks, that was a, that was a long time for me. That yeah. means I'm gone from my dogs, I'm gone from my girlfriend, I mean, my that's clients. just stressful all around. Yeah, and for someone like me who naturally has anxiety, you know, it's just it's just one extra thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. But Totally feel that. On that same note, being on vacation was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Man. I loved it. And so, let's see. Let me. Ex- so, I did a lot of different things. Um, it just kind of happened to work out. So, okay. The first thing I did was I flew out to Utah into Salt Lake City where my really good friend Shane lives currently with his family. Now, he just moved out there probably a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I have never visited him, so it was I was really excited. I got to go see his house. I got to see his family. I got to see his kid that I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool for me. I've never been to Utah in general, so it was an experience. Mm-hmm. While, because I went there for the reason of we were going to go out camping slash hunting for let's see I was there for probably five days or so so we went up to the Uintas Mountains never heard of that me either until this point okay it is uh I would say it's the far eastern northern side of Utah somewhere over there I'm not going to pretend like I actually know but it was it's a really cool mountain range fun fact they're the only mountain range that runs east to west not north to south interesting and yeah that's what the uh the locals taught me nice. um but so we went up there because that's a big place to go archery hunting for elk because there's that's really gangster. good elk population up there that um you can hunt on what's called public land meaning it's just it's open public land you know there's no there's no necessarily like animals being farmed there or anything like that it's mm-hmm. just like you get a tag for whatever they happen to have available that year. Anyway, I did not personally hunt. I don't know how. I wasn't going to spend the money to hunt, but I really, really wanted to go. I wanted to see what it was like to go elk hunting, especially with a bow and a bow because mm-hmm. it's so difficult. You need to be within probably like I would say eighty yards to have a reasonable shot with most animals. So, to me, that was that was going to be really cool if we happen to catch an animal. For um, sure. You know, you have to. As, so I'm going to get into. The trip was really cool for me because I learned a ton of things about, like, nature, the forest, the animals, and just kind of, like, camping in general. Because I've gone camping a bunch of times where it's, like, either out of your car or, you know, even a little backpack in for, like, a day. Mm-hmm. This was this was pretty cool. You know, we were, um, we were just up in the mountains, you know what I mean? It was freezing cold at one point. Um, the I think one of the best parts was there was thunder and lightning storms probably oh, three sh- of the nights we were there. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, so um, we're not sleeping in a, like, plastic hard trailer. We're sleeping in a, a tent, basically. Were you, did you guys go multiple nights in a row, what, like, out in, in the forest or in the in the, the hills? No. Or was it like you guys went back every every night? No, so the way it worked was we would go out early, early in the morning and mm-hmm. hunt for the first couple hours of daylight until maybe, like, 9 o'clock. Okay. Which is when typically the elk are starting to move. They're moving. Mm-hmm. And then um, I could be 100% wrong on all these, so, like please guys don't don't kill me if i'm wrong but this is what i was taught so they move in the morning and then when it becomes daylight it's warm so they hunker down they bed down mm-hmm. and hunting them at that time is kind of like it's more difficult because basically you just have to stumble upon them mm-hmm. which is real hard versus like you kind of knowing where they are and waiting for them to kind of like walk past you yeah which is i guess the more realistic way to hunt 
So we did not hunt during the day. We'd stop from about 10 until maybe 4 o'clock. Once 4 o'clock came around, we would go into our next hunting spot, and we would do the same thing until about dark, because you legally can't shoot past dark. So most of the time, we didn't see anything. We didn't catch anything. We saw plenty of tracks. We saw plenty of like markings and stuff, but we never actually got anything. So some nights, we would go out at like 11 o'clock at night, do some elk calling, and see if we can find the animals because realistically we were just hoping that we would find a herd migrating sometime Mm -hmm. that was very difficult to do so long story short did you learn how to use the caller thing or like to like actually like call them or was your homie doing it mostly yeah so i i definitely didn't do it much when we were out hunting for the first couple days just because i'm not gonna pretend like i know what they sound like so i'm not gonna fuck up your hunt you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so i let him do it and we also we had a professional guide with us um He's one of my friends. Um, he's a friend of my friend who is a professional guide up there, but That's he cool. was also hunting with us. And so he was doing a lot of the really um, elaborate calling. I'm pretty sure he was like asking elk on dates and stuff. <laughs> he had like a full system to it. So I didn't, I didn't do it much, but back at the camp, we did lots of playing around with the different calls. I would like mm-hmm. try and learn and throw some noise out there. But my, one of my old roommates uh, had like a bunch of duck calls that he would go hunting with and when we were driving around in his car to go fishing and stuff, like he'd be driving around calling ducks out of the sky, like flirting with them, basically. I'm like, dude, what right. are you doing? Uh, those guys are those guys are funny. Yeah, I, I I definitely didn't understand a lot of the things they did, but it was really cool to watch these guys work mm-hmm. because based on the sounds they heard at night is where they would kind of hang out in the morning, not because they heard them there, but because they know if they're here, they're going to travel here. And so it was kind of like, it was like playing detective all week. So <laughs> it was really fun for me. Um, sadly, we didn't get an elk. Dang. I really, really wish we would have. Not because, like, I want to murder an animal, but <laughs> I, I felt like I would have gotten a really cool perspective on what it's like to get where your food comes from. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't really, they don't think about where their food comes from, especially meat and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it would just be a cool experience for me to get closer to my nutrition, kind of understand it better, and probably have a much better appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Totally. But I don't, so yeah. it is what it is. I did have one really cool experience, though. Some people who um, saw my uh, story probably know what that is. Um, I was stumbled upon by a very large animal. What was it? It was I a did moose. See it. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. So I, um, that's I, sick. I have no idea how to explain how tall a moose is, but just imagine, like, it's it's like twice as tall as you think it's gonna be. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just a ginormous animal. Yeah. So I was basically we were it's the, it was the end of the evening. We were done hunting. It was too late to shoot anything. And first of all, you can't shoot moose up there. It's it's called a lifetime hunt. You get one chance, maybe if you're either gonna pay a ton of money for a tag or you win a basically win the hunting lottery. Uh-huh. So you can't shoot these guys. They're safe from us, but not from them. Shoot. So we're done hunting. I go around to the side of the truck because like I, I gotta go to the bathroom I gotta pee and so I've got I got my hands full I got my you know pants open and then all of a sudden this guy pops out from a tree about f- I would say 10 feet and I'm, I'm really not trying to exaggerate and lie it was about 10 feet and he scared literally the piss out of me I was so scared because I've never seen a moose in real life before and, <laughs> e- and even the guys that I was with was like that was a very large moose we didn't re- you know we don't normally see moose that big so <laughs> yeah, then they were laughing at me because they were like, Whoa, that's so cool, fucking cool. And I'm like, Dude, I gotta put my pants back on. <laughs> I could totally see you just running around screaming like a girl, like, Oh, yeah, it's a big old moose. No, so like basically all I did was I was like, Guys, moose, moose, moose. And they're like, What? 
And I was like, what the fuck, Moose, you hear me? <laughs> and so then I took some videos of it, and I was kind of, like, watching him from, like, 30 yards away where it was much safer. Yeah. But he didn't give a shit about me. He was like, oh, what's up, tiny human? That's so awesome. That's I haven't seen uh, – I haven't had an opportunity to see uh, animals like that in the in their own habitats and stuff, and that's something I definitely would like to experience. Yeah, it was super interesting because, like, we saw a bunch of deer as well we were there. Mm-hmm. Another animal we couldn't, you know, we couldn't hunt because we didn't have tags for and so it's kind of funny when there's they're just there and we're there. We can't do anything to them, so they're kind of just like, whatever, you know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. They're, like, hanging out, eating. Let us walk probably up 15 yards to it and decide, okay, I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. The elk knew it was hunting season, though. For sure. They were, they were playing hide-and-seek hardcore. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So then uh, from there, you, uh, you were in uh, Utah. And yeah. Then, so then what? This is actually the coolest part of my trip, so... I originally had this hunting trip planned out, mm. and I needed to get a flight there, and then I needed to get a flight home. Now, a couple months ago, Quest Nutrition, which is uh, one of my sponsors, they contacted me and said, hey, Brandon, we want to know if you're interested in coming out to Vegas for Olympia weekend as one of our VIPs. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm into that. Like, mm-hmm. I'll say yes and see, what, like, see how it goes. That's I have so no dope. idea if they're going to, you know, what they're, you know, what they're really talking about. They're just checking interest. And um, it was because I did a I did a video for them, and it ended up going on a Hulu commercial. So it was no really way. cool. Yeah, it was really cool because I had a bunch of people messaging me that knew me that sent me screenshots like, "Hey, did I just see you on Hulu?" And I was like, "What? I don't like. Yeah, did you?" I don't, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh wow, there it is." Dang, that's so sweet. Yeah, and so it was. Shout out to my dog Tucker. He was on it as well. That's he's, dope. Uh, he's really oh, good on videos. Oh, that one that was on Hulu. Yeah, dude. They no put it on way. Hulu. Yeah. That's crazy. That's dope. It, yeah, it was a collab with a couple different videos. So anyway, they, they asked me, hey, are you interested in coming? We're going to do a VIP party Olympia weekend, and we would like you to be one. I was like, okay, whatever. They're probably just going to give me a dinner or something. So I get the confirmation later. It's like, oh, cool. Thank you, Brandon. We're really glad to have you. You're, mm-hmm. you know, I was one of 15 people invited plus uh, uh, with a plus one. And so basically they said, we're going to take care of you you and your plus one. We're going to do your flights. We're going to do your hotel. We're going to do most of your, all your dinners for the weekend. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I'm, I'm super excited about that. I had no idea. And they also, when I got there, had such an amazing, I'll call it gift bag, but it's so, it was like a duffel bag filled with like Dang. goodies and a, an expense card to hang out and play with for the weekend. What? And so, yeah. So Quest. They had all the good stuff for you then. Yeah, Quest hooked us up. We had no idea what we were walking into. I um, I got to meet some really cool people. Um, for people in the keto community, I met a guy named Goody Beats Logan. Um, he's awesome. He's someone that I've known about for years. I when I was doing keto dieting, I followed most of his tips. So to actually meet, <laughs> it's kind of funny to say to meet like a YouTube influencer person in person was kind of mm, cool. Yeah. So uh, we got to meet some really, really cool people. We met people from, like, all across the United States, from New York, Texas, Wisconsin, and they were just, like, normal, average people. Like, um, one one lady was a police officer, and also she was a kid's hockey coach. But she was a Quest, amb- she's a Quest ambassador. So That's pretty cool. She put out some really cool content that landed her in a Hulu video, and then that's how we got there. Dang. So they, they're just hooking you guys up for just giving them some credit and... Yeah, it was basically a weekend of showing us some love for showing love for them. And it was really yeah. cool because I've been with them for years. And it's always been a very loose partnership where, you know, we give you some stuff. You show what, you know, do what you can. And it's just really cool to see things like that shape up and kind of Actually turn happen. into bigger things yeah. 
for no reason. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So and you totally didn't expect that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have ever expected that just to happen like that. No, not at all. And we we got to see a really cool Cirque du Soleil show, which yeah. was on them. It was amazing. See, I think people have like a, a weird perspective on that stuff because they think like oh just because you have an instagram or just because you have a certain amount of followers just because you have this or that doesn't mean uh that you necessarily get this it's just be, by chance brendan's just been you know showing his loyalty to quest and like the doing little thing. things for them here and there like he's not even going super out of his way from what i know it's just like little little things he's done that like accumulated right. to this and, and it's the not funny like thing is that a lot of the people there their average follower count was at under a thousand people. Exactly. So it's not like there was a bunch of giant mm-hmm. name accounts there. It wasn't a bunch of like quote unquote influencers. Mm-hmm. It was real people. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah, so. which is not, not usual, which is right. But and it's still pretty, that's a huge deal that you, you had that opportunity. I mean, I would have been freaking stoked to have that happen. To right. Me. Exactly. So like I said, it was over <laughs> Olympia weekend, but, uh, we weren't staying in the Olympia hotel that w- mm. where it was going on. And, uh, honestly we were pretty busy just doing stuff. And so we never actually went to Olympia. We were like, you know, we've got some other things to do. <laughs> we've got funny. some dinners to make. And so for, for me, it wasn't a big deal. I'm not super into bodybuilding. So I, I could, it would have been fun to go, but I could care less, honestly. Mm-hmm. For for the guy I brought, his name is Joe, uh, Zen Master on Instagram. He he probably would have enjoyed it a lot more than I would have because yeah. he's an actual bodybuilder. For sure, for sure. But on a Honestly, we were, we were having a really good time. We hung out at the pool a little bit. We gambled a little bit. And luckily, I didn't lose any money. I actually broke even. You know, <laughs> praise Vegas yeah. gods. And then all of a sudden, boom, back to reality we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, ex- that point is, they paid for me. And my half of my travel expenses to Utah got paid for by Quest because it just happened to work out where I flew from Utah straight to Vegas and then Vegas and home. Oh, my God. Because Quest said we're paying for your flight there and back. Well, I just happened to be in Utah. So I drove three wow. hours from the mountains down to Salt Lake City in a rental car, dropped it off, hung out in Salt Lake City in the worst Airbnb ever for like 12 hours, maybe. Oh my God. That's yeah. crazy. Nice, man. But yeah, Sounds I'm like back home now. I had a blast. I'm happy as shit. Well, we to be missed home, you though. here at the facility. I didn't hear your, your voice. <laughs> I didn't hear you yelling and having a good old time and i didn't see you deadlifting yeah it's kind of bummed out i was like where is this big old man you know, it was it's hard it to was, miss you in here it was kind of fun because i got a lot of uh messages from clients and people in the gym saying hey we miss you and I'm like i never you know, really do you that's cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you guys think about you actually me enjoy seeing me what yeah, <laughs> I, i'm glad you guys enjoy seeing me that's cool <laughs> yeah so that's that's a lot about me that's a what are you up to man how's it been going <laughs> good question man i've been uh let's say been hustling because uh, the last, see, I'm three weeks in now. Uh, I just started up school again. So I'm also, Sucks. you know, aside from being a full-time personal trainer, I do uh, school full-time as well. So I'm taking five classes right now. Right. That's, um, a, lo- that's a pretty good uh, amount of on, classes. On the, on the bright side of that, I only have class on Tuesday and Thursdays uh, at on campus. So I have uh, 8.30 to 9.45. I got a dance 301 class, which is like uh, the culture and uh, history behind dance. So it's nothing like... Uh, in per, it's not like actually dancing. It's just learning about the history and the culture behind the dance. Um, from there, I go to tennis class. Tennis is an actual exercise class I get college credit for, so that's um, amazing. Just, just easily put. And uh, that class is really, really fun. I have a couple friends in the class. Uh, one of them is actually Olympic lifter, so uh, me and him actually might be catching a lift in here tomorrow. Going to check up on the squat, the dead, and the bench press, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I also just been um, 
playing that playing tennis and I have like a three hour break where I have I do my online classes. How is tennis? Um, tennis is fantastic, man. I uh, I feel like I would enjoy that. I I didn't. So when I was younger, my my cousin, uh, she used to take tennis lessons at this gym where I'm, where I was from uh, in Simi Valley, and uh, every time she went. My aunt would ask me if I wanted to go because for free she could bring one extra friend. So I was like, all right, for sure. And so I'd always go and and uh, I'd always beat my cousin and go and brag about it because that's what you do as a yeah, kid. That's what you gotta do. And uh, so I just totally remember that experience. And when I went into tennis, I was like, all right, this is gonna be so much fun. And like at first it was a little difficult because I haven't really done it in a long time. But honestly, I'm kind of balling up now. Usually I'm the one at the the top, the head court. You know, like every time you win, you move up. And right. I just usually stay at the, the the winner's court and just chill up there and just beat people all day. You well, know. Luckily for you, you got the athleticism already. Ready, so it's just finding like learning yeah. actual tennis skills see yeah I can I can move a little bit you know I played soccer for so long that I, some of my uh, athletic abilities still stick around sometimes so um, that's really nice and then uh, I have two online classes um, one of them is like public personal health which is like it's just a busy work class it's super easy it's nothing crazy yeah my um, other class is uh, measurements and statistics of kinesiology Boring, which is uh, yep mm-hmm. and then my last class um, actually really, really fascinating. Actually, one of my first classes where I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, uh-huh. um, my professor, uh, he is Professor Patel. He is uh, 20 years as a physical therapist right. and 19 years as a uh, certified strength and conditioning coach. So okay. he's got a lot of experience and hands-on uh, work he's done in the field as well as he's a professor. So um, that class has been amazing. It's called the Movement Anatomy. So we're learning about... Uh, the human body and how it applies to human movement so uh, we're learning about all the muscles and the bones and how they all work and it's actually really fascinating because I can go from school on a Thursday and cruise back to the facility and like all all the stuff that I'm learning I'll just kind of reverberate it to some of my more advanced clients that day or that next day and it sticks in my head and it really helps me provide more and more value to my clients so like it probably helps um, you retain the knowledge better too 100% so like I have my first quiz already in that class I have another one actually on Tuesday but my first one got a nice clean 86 on it wasn't bummed but uh you know uh I think that class is going to be really really awesome so that's one thing I'm looking forward to and going off of that um maybe some future content uh coming for you guys I've been really uh communicating with my professor a lot after class like 15-20 minutes sometimes just talking about like things and uh, that I can apply to my clients like one of my clients had sciatica and uh, he had it in his leg and kept getting this pain and uh, because we've we took we found the root cause uh-huh. um, through the help of me and my professor kind of working through it vocally right uh, and we got completely rid of his pain in two and a half weeks and I was like dude like that's really <laughs> thanks cool. so much for helping and like I'm not like a professional by any means from that standpoint but um, you are a professional personal well, trainer I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fitness professional I'm not a I'm not a um a, I'm not a, what's the word? I, I don't know how Tenured. to really put it, but yeah, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not one of those. We're still young. We got time to put in. Yeah. I'm not a physical therapist. Um, oh, the, yeah. that, that's just, that's just the, what I'm getting to basically, but I, I'm taking the advice I get from him and applying it. And it's, right. it's amazing to what I can do, um, by using just the, my network and the people around me. And, uh, I would love if I could potentially, we're going to get him on the podcast, my professor and kind of talk to him about some of the work that he's that does is too with which i think would be amazing so yeah i think um, that'd be super cool what, what's his name uh De- denny patel all right denny patel um this is me asking you if you want to be on our podcast that we, yeah. we would love to talk about some really cool really interesting fitness stuff 
<laughs> there we go. And uh, that was his clean invite. So I'm going to shoot this over to him after this recording. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking soon. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, school back in session, just taking up a lot of my, my free time that I <laughs> no, didn't I have much of. scootering around. Yeah. Uh, I actually just ordered an electric scooter because that scooter is uh, not, a, you know, I got to top dollar. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well have some nice to whip around on. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do extra cardio. You have to, <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. I get it. My cardio tennis. Um, <laughs> And then outside of that, I've been uh, doing a lot of big things, um, not so much in person because uh, I've taken my attention away from uh, gathering new clients right now because I'm pretty packed full. Which is uh, a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a bad problem. I'll, I'll say that much. It's uh, My hours are in person are pretty filled right now to the point where uh, my next view is, or my next focus right now is on my online training. Right. Um, so I'm doing a lot of big things there, such as like scaling. Uh, I'm bringing people onto my team. So I have like three employees that work for me now. Wow, that's uh, really cool. And I have two coaches that work un- under me. I have uh, a secretary slash sales associate kind of guy. Um, so we got a lot of background stuff. So we're taking on some very, um, we do a, you know, a very elite level, like online coaching service. Right. We, you know, we have a premium offer. Um, for a premium service and that's how we look at these things so you know I want to provide the best service I can so for me to do that I hired myself a team to help me you know do the very best I can with those people as well as uh, balance my online so that's a that's, that's a big thing and that's really cool that's mm-hmm. you pouring back into your business and that's like the number one thing so so I've been told the number one thing that you need to do to succeed mm-hmm. and, and you know what's really uh, awesome about it is not only do I have people that I'm helping, you know, generate more income for themselves um, through, you know, an outside business that they're, you know, already kind of part of, which right. two of them are already tra- are trainers here currently. Right. Um, but also, uh, it's it's creating this team and this family nature where I'm also mentoring these people because um, they're people who are trainers and also have other jobs or are a little bit newer, so they're looking to grow their business. So I'm teaching them uh, how to run effective online training, you know, how to create programs and generate, you know, um, different programs based off of that client's needs. I'm teaching them, you know, how to onboard clients, how to reach out to prospective clients. So uh, it's really cool trying to, you know, are actually teaching the things that I've learned now. So it's like mentoring these other people to be successful to the level that I'm at now. So um, it's another way for me to learn. It's another way for them to learn. So I'm kind of, it's cool. So I get a little, like kind of like pass on the torch to uh, people who are looking to do something that I'm, I'm already doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love, I love when information that I'm trying to teach people gets not only relayed to them, but absorbed. For example, I had a client that texted me this weekend and said, Brandon, I just wanted to let you know that I was deadlifting today and I realized that I wasn't pushing my hips all the way through at the top like you taught me. And so for the rest of my sets, I made sure to do that. And something so simple, something so, you know, you wouldn't even think twice about, that's like the coolest thing I could have heard. I, oh, that means for sure. Not only do you care enough to pay attention when we're learning about stuff, but you're absorbing it and you're utilizing it in your own time. Mm-hmm. Because that's like contrary to what most people think, I don't want you to train with me forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for people who just want to come and have fun and show up and they just really enjoy my training, different story. But for the most part, most people need three to six months of really good training and then they'll figure it out on their own mm-hmm. for, the, for the person who doesn't want to have that kind of I, weekly I, training. I agree. I, I think that uh, one thing that I pride myself in is that every time I sign a client, one of the first things I tell them is like, listen, uh, my goal is that I'm not going to be your trainer for the rest of your life. My goal is that I'm going to teach you 
everything you need to know so that when you when that time comes you can say hey Tyler love you thank you for everything you taught me peace out not I don't want it to be this ongoing thing for the rest of your life where you need someone to babysit you or tell you what right. to do um, eventually you know there's nothing wrong with that to begin with there's nothing wrong with that that is actually the best way to learn is is from someone that already has done it someone that already knows what they're doing but if you don't take the time to absorb and learn the things that they're teaching you and helping you apply what is it for? then exactly there's no, it, it's like uh you know you got it's like taking going to a deer hunt with a with a water gun right. you know uh if you go to the deer hunt you know you got a water gun it looks cool it, it probably you know show, your friends think it's cool but at the end of the day you're not going to kill a deer with a water gun right. it's not going to get you anywhere exactly so basically yeah i yeah. totally get it that's fr- that's freaking awesome Tell me, so I want to talk about something different, actually. You've been training pretty hard for something recently. Yeah, so um, I've kind of, I've been all over the place with my, my training schedule lately. I've been trying to change up my programming. Uh, I kind of changed up my deadlifts from conventional to sumo, and uh, I actually just finally booked and uh, set up my first powerlifting meet. Ooh, so congratulations. I am uh, super, super excited. It's on December 21st. Where is it It's going to be in Ontario. Ooh, and uh, so I'm going to be competing in the 165 pound weight class. So it's like 74, 75 kgs. Okay. What do you, what are you weighing right now? Right now, right now I'm like a lean 163, 164. Oh, so you're already under it. Yeah. So that's, that's I, cool. I, I was like 175 about a month and a half ago. Yeah. I, um, I did notice you've leaned out a bit. So I, I yeah, I was at like 12 or 13% body fat. I'm sitting around eight or eight to 10 right now. So um, one thing I've noticed is that. Um, this is like obviously scientifically proven and stuff that like as you're losing this body fat, you're right. you're you're bound to lose or maintain your muscle for the most part, and strength is one of those things that goes with it because when you have less fat, it's a lot harder to maintain this energy for right, powerlifting and stuff. So um, one thing, my goal right now is just to you know lean down, maintain my strength as I as I lean down, and uh, so basically I'm trying to get to about 158, 159 body weight wise. Right. Um, so from there, I'm gonna actually be able to eat in a slight surplus as I lead up to my competition. So, so you can grow. Exactly. Well, just mainly to have that little bit of excess strength inside of my, my, my body and uh, have a little more energy expenditure because of the calories and the food that I'll be eating. So It'll give you much big power. Yeah, big power. And uh, I'm really, really excited for that because uh, I, I looked on a chart. They have like a chart for your class and right. your weight and your age. So I'm like in the junior class, the 165 category. Um, there's different levels. There's like international elite. There's like elite. Um, there's like first class. I forget all the rankings, but um, surprisingly, I didn't really think about uh, how high actually I would be on there. But I'm actually like in between the rank below international elite and the one right below that. So it's like okay. it's actually pretty high up. The international elites like uh, like internationally ranked like Got you. power lifters. So it's like they're. It's uh it's pretty surprising to me, and I'm really excited because I think I have a great opportunity to not only uh, show my talents but also do very well uh, and be very competitive in mm-hmm. that environment, which will be my first time doing it. So well, I think I'm it's really excited. Be cool for you because a lot of your numbers for th- those three main lifts were already pretty big to begin with, and that was with you not studying, not That's, specifically training for that, right? Mm-hmm. And so for someone like you who works really hard and gets super into it, I can only imagine that your shit's just going to tighten up that much more. Thank you. Thank you. I, I actually been 
doing a lot of outside research just just getting started right now I'm still like 13 weeks out so I'm not in a huge bustle uh, usually about the I'll probably prep about a 10 week prep right um, which will be like specific powerlifting programming uh, right now all I'm doing is buying different powerlifting programs from uh, very highly educated uh, and a very uh, elite level power lifters mm-hmm. um, so I've been gathering I've been talking to my friends in the powerlifting world I've been talking that I know that compete of uh, people that uh, I've worked with in the past or mentors I've worked with in the past that know other people and I've just been buying these programs kind of combining them all together and trying to figure out okay what not only what is the best programming for powerlifting but what is the best programming for my body specifically right uh, based off of where I am right now and what my numbers uh, are want to be or where I want my numbers to be in the future so you know, right now, for example, my squat's in at like a 405, and uh-huh. I'd love to see it hit like a 420. Yeah. Uh, you know, bench sitting at like 300. I, I really, really want to hit a 315. I've never benched 315. That'd be, that'd be uh, really cool. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Is there, and, a, is there a particular program that you've um, ran or followed or purchased just in general that you think is one of the better ones, like something that you would recommend to everybody? Uh, yeah, I could say there's one program that I could recommend to everybody. It would be, uh, it'd be a, well, are we talking about powerlifting or in general? For powerlifting, the things you've uh, learned in the last month or so. Um, no, I, I actually couldn't, couldn't say one specific one, but a lot of the technique, a lot of the, um, the very minute details when it comes to powerlifting that I've been looking to is PH deadlift. So, uh, okay. I think Ben Pollock is his name or yeah, that, that Ben Polsky is no no Ben Pollock Ben Pollock is, is his name and he um, he he's this crazy eyed motherfucker he, he's <laughs> just got these big old eyes it's and uh, he's insane he actually just did a bodybuilding uh, competition recently um, okay. and he I don't, I don't think he did too well but his his muscle development uh, and his physique or some of the, is like insane he just looks like he's built like a brick house and looks like someone just like carved his body into him like right. uh he's just very sculpted and it's it's amazing to me to see like the difference between when you look at like a bodybuilder's muscle sh- muscle type mm-hmm. and and the the shape and the form of it and and then you go look at like a power lifter who's like very lean and you yes. can still see like while wow, like the muscle has a very different look to it where the bodybuilder's bubbly and and striated where the the powerlifter is not it's still striated but it's very like rock looking like very right. like it's not really rounded but it's very dense and stiff and uh and well well shaped you know so it's very Mm -hmm. interesting to me and uh, i'm starting to notice that with myself as i'm starting to focus away less from the accessory isometric uh isolation movements i'm I'm going more towards the the only compound very heavy uh you know uh extreme output focus you know just just really hammering the heavy weights i'm starting to notice my body while staying very lean I'm, i'm getting very uh like hardened like the muscle just feels and looks like it's just like solidifying into its shape which is very fascinating and cool to see on my, my own self kind of experimenting with that right I, I think that there's something to, to be said for that mm-hmm. because you know you you're still a very young guy and so as you age you're the more muscle you hold on to and keep throughout your life the more um I, I would say the more permanent that muscle is, that's the more why advantageous you, it is for your life in general. Right. That's why you see these guys who are, you know, 50, 60 years mm-hmm. old and, you know, they don't necessarily hit weights in the gym anymore, but they're pretty, pretty thick guys and they have good muscle mass still. And they're not necessarily fat or overweight, but that muscle sticks around. It has muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. And it's, it's, it's so crucial to the same uh, could be said for fat cells also, by the way. Oh everyone. yeah. So yeah. keep that in mind. Fat cells, you, you earn them for life. 
Mm-hmm. And, yeah, exactly. And those don't go away. Uh, they just kind of shrink and shrivel. Um, and I think one of the perks of having muscle, too, is just long-term health. Like, your your metabolism is going to be healthier longer. You're going to be less likely to, to get all these... Uh, issues down the line with your internal external body right um be, if you are in that healthier state yeah i agree with that completely so yeah and then yeah so i'm, I'm really really stoked for the powerlifting stuff i'm definitely looking forward to hopping on here uh again in the next couple of weeks to talk uh, way more in depth i'd love to talk about a little bit about my my programming i'm looking to to set up and everything once we uh once i get it more squared away towards the the preparation time of my my meet yeah, I'm super curious to see what that looks like because um, I don't know anything about uh, powerlifting. I don't know. I don't program that way. It's not. My, it's not what I do. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really cool for you to learn, so I can learn, and then yeah. the rest of y'all well, can learn. Most of most of the stuff that I've been going around right now is uh, mobility and stability stuff. So right. uh, it's actually really fascinating. I learned in my uh, movement anatomy class something uh, I, I was actually blown away by, which is how each joint on your body has a different specific purpose uh, being one stability or mobility. Mm -hmm. So like, say we start at the ankles. So from the ankles up, uh, let's go up to like the lumbar region. So if we start at the ankles, uh, what would your ankle be used for stability or mobility? As I stand on one foot, I can only imagine both. Okay. That, that in some way, but I don't know how to answer that, actually. Yeah, okay, good. So technically speaking, your ankle is meant for mobility. You're supposed to have lots of mobility in your ankle. Yeah, so you could allow for... Mobility involves stability. Oh, okay, so I actually see where you're going with Okay, so your ankle is actually meant for stability. Right. And I mean, mean, mobility, sorry, mobility. Ankle is mobility. And what's cool is that each joint is actually alternating. So if we move up to the knee, the knee is stability. That's not mobility. Yes, you have flexion and extension, but you don't have side and lateral. Stable. Exactly. That's to keep you stable. So okay. um, going from there, what is your hip? That has to be mobility. Yes. Now, this is the this is the one that was kind of mind-blowing for me. This one took me a while to understand, and it really um, kind of turned a trigger in my mind to what I've been doing wrong for a while. So what do you think your lumbar spine is made for? I think I think the answer you want me to say is going to be uh, stability, but I bet it's mobility. It actually is stability. Oh, damn you. Yeah, so it's very fascinating because stability um, is what the, the main lumbar spine is made for. So, you know, right. we got, we got a, a good eight or seven vertebrae up top. We got 12 in the middle, and we got five at the bottom. So those, right. la- those bottom five vertebrae are actually supposed to be stability um it's because we also don't have ribs to support that region of our of our lumbar spine so that lumbar spine our actual core isn't made for for contraction it's made for stability that makes sense why you would want to keep your lower back flat during a deadlift and almost every exercise right because uh when your back is either extremely like if you have a forward pelvic tilt or a a backward pelvic are you if your pelvis is in the right position if your your spine isn't aligned in most cases if you're lifting you're putting all the pressure on that lumbar spine and eventually it's going to lead to some sort of pressure of you know crack or right. something something in the spine that is just not going to be advantageous for life at all right. so um i just thought that was very fascinating so a lot of the exercises that uh like more commonly known like you know crunch or sit up a lot of those actually 
aren't as useful as you may think for developing or even shaping or building even muscle in the core where uh, your hip flexors are mainly what's taking over in that action. Yeah, that, that's funny you say that. That's probably the main reason I don't assign much core specific work to my clients mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten if I'm not there and even when I am there they're going to be using their hip flexors rather than mm-hmm. rather than their abs and I'm confident in that because even myself nine times out of ten I need to focus on pulling yep. away from my hip flexors and putting it into my abs yeah and, and you know as much as people say hey yeah like they could do some leg lifts uh, hanging leg lifts and they're like hey yeah, I feel this in my core but all really all it is is the isometric of the core it's, it's, it's equivalent or even less equivalent to a plank while you're doing like hip pushing your hips in the air or something it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's like your hip flexors you're only working you know right um so uh that was very fascinating to me because i got to apply that knowledge to my clients take away all these exercises uh that we didn't do very often but that we had in there and i could change it with more effective more useful exercises such as something as a anti-rotational exercise or right. a uh, thoracic mobility uh, or oblique focused exercise. Um, now, actually, while, real quick, while you mentioned that, this is going to be your guys' uh, free gift of the day. Favorite exercise this week I've been doing. It's been super fun. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Single, or uh, it's a kettlebell, transverse plane swing. Did you see me doing that this yes. week? Yes, yes. It was really fun. So That's an, that, wait, 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 we move that, that action again? So imagine a regular kettlebell swing, right? Okay. Instead of going straight up and instead of going straight up and down in front of you, you're going to be going in a transverse plane from let's say your left ankle all the way up to the right top corner. Okay. And so you're moving not only across the body but above, um, vertically yeah. across the body. That's a that's on the oblique axis. I learned that in class. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds correct to me. Okay. Um, I learned I learned it from uh, I don't even know. I'm trying I to make s- my professor proud. You know, I'm trying. To, I might I might share this one with. We got to make sure he gets on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I I honestly don't remember who I learned this from. I it was probably um, Pat McNamara, someone who does a lot of like combat training. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do this with a sandbag. You can do it with a kettlebell. You can do it with a dumbbell flat. Um, there's so many different. You can do it with a cable. There's so many different ways you can do this exercise. And so for someone like me who's coming back from a a small rib muscle injury, this exercise with a very light weight was not only one difficult and challenging, but impactful. Interesting. I really enjoyed it, and it also kind of gave me a it gave me a reason to do a little bit of hit because you are doing a lot of reps and you're doing Mm -hmm. it's a little bit. Could you could you explain to me as well as the audience uh, how you'd perform that because I, I can kind of visualize it, but could you like maybe tell say what muscles you're kind of stabilizing or what kind of stance you're in so I have like a yeah. better visualization of it? So imagine you're in a kettlebell with a kettlebell swing with uh-huh. a stance where it's going to be right outside of the shoulders. Yeah. And so the way you want to start is you want to imagine that you're you're leaning into so let's say we're going to lean into the left leg. Okay. You're going to lean into it kind of like you're doing like a side squat, right? Okay. And so kettlebells um, in the opposite hand. The kettlebell is going to be in both hands. Oh, you have two kettlebells. No, no, no. One kettlebell, both hands. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Right, or a sandbag or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you are holding it with two hands. Okay, fair. And so I'm going to move my mic with me here. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to go down and you're going to lean into it like this, right? Mm-hmm. And so from here, you're going to reach or you're going to do a swing, but instead of doing it like this, okay, you're going to do it by pushing with your hips, swinging with your arms. Uh-huh. And then extending with the obliques at the top and catching Okay, it. so you're going from like the left knee to far above the right shoulder? So the way I've been doing it, because I have the mobility for it, is Ball I'm bringing routine. it all the way up to the top above my eyes, just above shoulder length. That's comfortable. It's not okay. It's not wet back. But 
typically you would start this going okay. from Oh, so I want to add to this. So okay, this is go. awesome. This is cool. So uh, this is like what my professor was talking about. So right. when we rotate, what we want to focus on or what you want to make sure you don't do is you, you want to make sure you actually uh, don't rotate your hips uh, too much. Because if we have the hips going one way and we are facing it one way and we have the kettlebell the other, then we're having that, that lumbar right. um, twist. So we want to make sure we have our, our hips facing so that. So you lose that stability. Yeah. So if you're going to twist, you're going to be using your thoracic, your upper spine, your, where your shoulders are. That is the goal. But yes. that's good to know because now I'm going to focus on that yeah, more. Yeah. So now, now keep your core engaged while you do it and it's going to make it even even more challenging, even better. For yeah. You. So so for me, the hard part is always catching it at the top because number one, my shoulder stability yeah. is pretty good right now. So I'm allowing my chest to open up and I'm allowing it to catch mm-hmm. it without pushing too far back and feeling uncomfortable. So it's been nice for me to kind of like open my body up and yeah, get more and range get that of motion. controlled eccentric motion. Right. And so that's Inspired. been a really cool exercise. I'm going to throw those in, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I tried them out myself first. I really enjoyed them. So I've been I've been shooting them to my clients. Most of uh, anyone who is pretty, pretty okay. decent can do it. You know so what since, I mean? since you're sharing that, I'm going to share my favorite uh, core exercise that I've been doing lately. So uh, very, very simple. So uh, all you got to do is set up a cable. You're going to ha- set up like a single arm handle, so just like a single grip handle. Uh, you want to have the cable uh, set at like sternum level, so okay. right at your sternum. You're going to interlock your fingers around the, the handle. You're going to take a f- step to your left from the cable, so the cable... Stepping away from the cable. Yes, you're standing perpendicular to the to the cable, so you're okay. not facing it. You're going to turn it 90 degrees. Got it. Now, you, make sure you don't go too heavy, because I use something like 40, 50, uh, sometimes even a little little heavier but like most of the time you can start at like 30 40 pounds you'd be surprised uh you're gonna just literally hold it out in front of you and perpendicular from the cable you're gonna push it away from you make sure you're in a nice uh stance with your knees bent keep your core engaged keep your tailbone tucked engage the glutes if you push the thing the bar or the handle in front of you it creates this lever where away from um, the body like mm, a chest press yes exactly so you're keeping your hands together you're pressing away from you like a chest press the cable is going to be pulling you to that right side and you're it's called an anti-rotational movement so you're keeping your core from rotating you're preventing it from rotating right but you're just keeping straight and you're pushing away from you so as the handle gets farther and farther away from you it creates more and more pressure from a from a like a farther angle which makes it harder and harder on your core so right. um, very very fascinating to see like a lot of my clients i'll have them do it and they'll be like i'll put on like 30 pounds they go up there Can't i show it. them i show them making it look really easy and they do it and they're like holy cow this is way way harder like right. literally eight eight reps per side you'll be like your core will be fried and you'll be like whoa this is this is something i really need to work on you'll really right. know I'm going to have to try that out this week. Mm-hmm. I've never actually thought about that exercise very in-depth. And to be honest, I, I could have imagined that was more of a chest workout, but you're right. That's all core. It's anti-rotational. All stability moves. Yep. Very cool. I'm going to try that this week. There we go. That's that's some good uh, That's some good fire content right yeah, there for that's you guys. Amazing. If you guys want to develop core, those two right there alone uh, could greatly change the way your core is developing because I guarantee most people on this are listening, in general even, don't know how to work their core from those specific angles or that specific um, movement pattern. Right. I absolutely rotation. agree with that. Well, with that being said, I want to end it on that note. That's a that's good content. Yeah, that's drop a, a gem and we that's out. That's a quality podcast. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. Um, thanks again for coming and talking to me, Tyler. I think Definitely. everyone enjoys when you come on as well. We learn a lot of cool stuff. Um, we're all, we're, like I said, Love we're going to get back to you. We're going to come back to you uh, probably, I want to say, in four, at least four weeks to talk about body oh, or powerlifting. Oh, for sure. I, I would love if we can do it even sooner. Just, uh, 
I'm going to be, you know, keep continuing learning. Uh, I'm going to be trying to think of more topics and uh, going off that, you know, I know Brandon's a super busy guy and I'm a busy guy, but uh, I would love if you can either slide in my DMs or his DMs and tell us some more things that you guys want us to talk about because uh, I yeah. would love to hop on here and just do another one of those Q&As or something. If you guys like that, don't be afraid to be like, yo, Brandon, we need another Q&A. We want more random, fun, awesome questions to hear or, or what what else it would be. Uh, I know that I really enjoy doing these, so I want to make sure we can give you guys uh, the most value. Yeah, like I said, guys, it, we, tr- we try our best to think of really good content, but we don't know the questions you have, so please send them our way. Um, with that being said, I'm going to pimp out my website real quick, www.trainbafitness.com. You can go there for a couple different things before we get started program, a six-week arm program, or you can shoot me a DM and talk to me about what my online program looks like where you can work from home with me as a personal trainer. Anyway, Tyler, I think we're good here. I think we had a great day. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add? Yeah, follow me on Instagram at ty period l e r s t u d as a dog e r. And also, I did talk about my online coaching a bit. So if you're interested in that, or you know anyone that is, uh, we coach anyone anywhere in the world uh, with my own custom uh, phone app, custom workout plan, custom nutritional guidance, and all that good stuff. So uh, you can go ahead and check us out at tylerstuderspecial.com. Uh, thank you guys again for listening and tuning in and thank you again brandon for uh having me to on to uh record another podcast yeah absolutely that being said guys we out see you later peace